You're listening to the Cars of Carlisle podcast, episode 57, the Carlisle Ford Nationals wrap-up show. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his CFC team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today, join in to hear highlights from the 2019 Carlisle Ford Nationals. In this episode, Darren hangs out with Lance Miller and two Le Mans GT1 race cars, talks with William Weeding, the Mustang medic, and meets with owners of some very special Fords. Listen in to hear cool engine sounds and the stories of interesting car people. Make the late, great Henry Ford proud and enjoy this Blue Oval episode. So, let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back, Cubers, to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren, and this week we are talking all about what happened this past weekend at the Carlisle Fairgrounds with the Carlisle Ford Nationals. The 2019 show was great. Scott, it was your first time there, wasn't it? It was. And first impressions? It was great. Uh, as I always mention about it, it always makes it better whenever the weather is great, and it was a perfect weekend for it. Brought out huge amounts of people. The events that they had there, the ride-alongs, uh, the, of course the burnouts that they normally have at other events mm-hmm. is one of my favorites. And um, and I think we were talking too, I said just everybody there seemed to be having a wonderful time. It was more relaxed, I think, than a couple of the other shows that I've been to. People were just uh, having a great time. A lot of families. Being in the moments with multi generations, mm-hmm. husbands, wives, grandmothers, grandfathers, grandkids, um, dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there were there were quite a few dogs too, but just really mellow, laid back. You're, you know, really good group of automotive enthusiasts. It was definitely a fun weekend, and we're going to actually introduce you to a few folks that we met while walking the uh, the show field and up on the hill. Uh, we ran into Todd Riblet. He has a beautiful 1968 F100. And what do you see the photos on Instagram? This The color blue that he describes, I mean, it's just a deep blue. I got down on one knee, looked at it. You can see where he, he and his friends um, put uh, combined about 800 hours into prep and the, the metal work, the wet sand. Just It's a gorgeous paint job. And I, you can see straight, it is arrow straight that... Uh, the sheet metal on that F100, it's just amazing. It's beautiful. So then we met Dan Bauer, great guy from Waterloo, New York, and he had a really cool rig. Stopped back at his um, spot a couple different times. He wasn't there. Finally caught up with him. He has he has a 55 Ford wagon and a 64 Airstream Bambi 2 hooked up to it. And really a cool, like I said, a really cool rig. The Ford wagon was sharp. Oh, yeah. And he uses it. He enjoys it. You'll hear him talk about how he goes to shows and he drives hundreds of miles every year. And uh, he stays in the Airstream. He puts miles on the the 55 wagon. And he enjoys both parts of that rig. And the window unit cooler. Yes, the evaporative cooler, the swamp cooler. cooler. Yeah, where you add the ice and then you pull the little ripcord. And then as you're going down the road... Uh, does not work in Florida. Does work in New Mexico. This is a, it needs an arid climate in order to work. Uh, or as I thought, going down the road, it would either blow off or I would rip it off, taking a sharp corner. One exactly. Of oh my gosh! And then after we uh, we left uh, Dan, 
we were walking around and, and I ran into uh, met a new great guy in the Mustang medic and uh, and check him out on Instagram too. Yes, he's a, he's a great uh, a great guy. Very much so. Very down to earth. We became instant friends. William Wheating. We're going to talk to him and really uh, have him tell a little bit about what he does. And we'll end this episode with some great times with Lance Miller. A huge thanks to him for Sunday morning after he'd given out the awards. He was trying to help close things up. He needed to drive Super to New Jersey. Weekend. Oh, he had. So many hours in, and the fact that he was so selfless and gave up of his time, I was so honored and appreciative. Uh, he is a great person, a good friend, and uh, you'll really enjoy this. And not just the time, but his enthusiasm was stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, in fact, he made me feel like I was seven years old again when he let me crawl in both the prototype and the, uh, the 2010 GT1. And you needed the flexibility of a seven-year-old to get into that thing, too. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm 97 after <laughs> banging off the roll bar, roll cage, and everything like that. So, yeah. But a lot of fun, and uh, we're going to get right into that. But first, we need a trivia question for this episode 57. And I will throw this out. Who of Ford Notoriety uh, had a short stint uh, in the chicken agricultural realm? Uh, and decided not to uh, stay in the farming, particularly the chicken farming industry. And with that, uh, got into racing, got into high performance in the mechanical side of, of cars, and even had the, uh, the honor of being the second American to win Le Mans. I don't know where you get these questions from. I don't even know the answer to this yet, and I'm already Now, perplexed. don't get all jeopardy on me here. But yeah, but still, anyhow. that's a big jump from chicken farmer to automotive. <laughs> so... Stick around, and we'll have that answer at the wrap of the show. All right, let's jump right to Mr. Riblet from Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Hello, Cars of Carlisle fans. I am up on the, the high end of the, the field looking out over the grandstand, and I'm sitting here with Todd Riblet. And Todd, tell us a little bit about this absolutely gorgeous 1968 F100. Uh, well, it's a 68 that uh, I bought as a roller with no drivetrain, and I uh, bought a wrecked uh, 13 Mustang GT to use a complete drivetrain motor transmission rear end uh, from it in the build. We uh, took the body down to uh, bare metal with acid dip, had it acid dipped and uh, and uh, did uh, the frame also. There's probably 300 holes uh, welded and filled between the frame and the body on the truck uh, to smooth it and didn't add any chrome to the side of the truck and just used all the original chrome trim around the windows. and. Uh, and then um, all the body panels are still original. Every panel on the truck is original. Did um, LED lights, um, special homemade console. Half of it's from a Mustang GT and half of it made with uh, carbon fiber. And uh, door handles are Kindigit that uh, we installed ourselves. Um, the paint is uh, Huntington Blue Pearl. It's actually a Foos color. And um, the wheels are True Forge three-piece billet wheels. Yeah, with Nitto tires. Um, Coyote powered, of course, uh, with some small mods done to it, and uh, JLT cold air intake, and they did all the uh, paint work on uh, the engine covers. It is absolutely beautiful. Now, how, how many months or years have you had it on the road post? Uh, it's only probably only got about 50 miles on it so far. No kidding. Just finished it last wow. fall. Okay. And uh, just got it out this uh, spring and put a few miles on it before the show here. Okay. All right. And where are you coming in from? Uh, Johnstown, PA. Okay. My, my dad yep. was born and raised there. Cool. So cool. Very, very nice. Now, how does it drive? I mean, it just... It drives very nice. It has a Crown Vic front suspension. Um, 
stock suspension so far. Just got coilovers for it, didn't put on yet, and uh, has a four-link custom rear suspension using uh, the stock Mustang 8.8 with coilovers on it. So rides nice, handles nice, power steering, of course, KRC power steering. Um, whole interior is TMI seats, headliner and visors with uh, homemade custom console. Wow. Amazing job. Thank you. Uh, can't tell you enough. It's just an eye catcher. And, and to Cuber's listing, I was uh, walking up the hill and I, I just said, I have got to go over and talk to him because it is absolutely beautiful. Well, thank you so much. I thank really you. appreciate it, Todd. All right. Thanks. Thank you. Well, thank you very much, Todd, for sharing your beautiful F100 with us. You should be extremely proud of the work that you and your your buddy and your friends have put into it. It is one of the nicest looking trucks and I it caught my eye immediately. Let's jump over to the aforementioned Dan Bauer and I can't wait for you to hear more about his uh, really eclectic rig, the 55 pulling the 64. Cubers, this is Darren Reichert and I am here on the lower field with Dan Bauer and we're standing behind. Uh, tell us a little bit about, I mean, I love, I'm a, a Ford fan. I'm also an Airstream fan. So you've got quite the rig here. Uh, it's, yeah, it's a 55 Ford uh, ranch wagon. Uh, it's uh, got the original dryer train, 272, three on the tree, uh, with overdrive. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, it's dressed up a little more than a ranch wagon. A ranch wagon is actually a stripped down model, but I put the hard top stainless on the side. And like it's, uh, from the belt line up is, uh, is Park Lane, 56 Park okay. Lane. That's exclusive okay. to Park Lane. So gotcha. Most people don't know anything about wagons, so they don't know the difference. No, no I would not have known. But, but uh, the seven, the 272 is still serving me well. I got it in 2003. Um, changed the heads on it once. Uh, but it's still still got a two barrel carburetor, okay. no mm -hmm. no cam work or nothing, and mm -hmm. it's uh, it's my dad would have chewed me out if I went to a small a taller engine. Well, sure, <laughs> I, sure. Why why are you changing that? Yeah, don't need to be doing I, that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd get my look for a kick in the rear for for uh, changing something. Didn't need <laughs> didn't does, need changing. Well, that's understandable. How does it how does it like I'm coming up over mountains and things. How does it pull as far as when uh, you have the trailer on with uh, you know, I, I ran into the Pennsylvania Hills coming down here. It's 250, 260 miles. You're coming uh, from where in New York? Waterloo, New York. Waterloo, okay. 260 miles north of here. Mm -hmm. And uh, when I hit hit a hill that I knew I couldn't, you know, uh, I drop it out of overdrive. Mm -hmm. And then I just watched the tack around 2,500 RPM. And I just climbed the hill at going 45 miles an hour. Yeah, take your so time. I didn't, I didn't want to beat it, you know. No, but, of course not. Uh, so it's worked fine. I put 40,000 40, miles on it. I I go next week I'm going to Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, Edgewater drag strip, the okay. white white block shootouts there. Nice. I've done that since uh, not every year, but I did the first one in 2008. Very, we pulled the airstream that just uh... took the airstream. Okay. Took the airstream with me. Very nice. <laughs> I I got there's a few pictures there. Okay, I got proof I was at the track. I was going to say, I like your, your napping photos. That's, that's near and dear to my heart. Yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can power nap with the best of them. So, so like, uh, just, just. And the roof rack, too. I mean, that's. I found that I at mean, Hershey. That was, the a, cargo. that was a nice okay. find at Hershey. Yeah. It's a, it's a, I, I think an aircraft guy must have, aircraft mechanic I was gonna must, say. Have, must have built it. It's it looks, beautiful. 
the the webbing and stuff inside is you know it looks professional and the riveting and yeah, the right. and whatever and it kind of matches here well the evaporative cooler we talked a little bit about that before we went on air here but just yeah. the swamp cooler for those that don't aren't familiar with the whole process and how it works well with this one you put water in the reservoir there's a lamp cord you pull here to drop the wick in the water to wet it okay and then that's the driver, that's the passenger's job while you're going down the road. If you got low humidity, mm -hmm. you need low humidity, otherwise you're okay. just going to be sweating more and you're, you're adding more, that's more true. humidity to the air. So, uh, had two, two fellows from out that, two old timers at two different times, so they used to, they used to be vendors uh, that would uh, take a deposit and a rental fee to cross, before you cross the desert, and then you turn the, the cooler in on the other side of the desert, get your deposit back. What a good little business so, model. So, yeah. So, they work great. Yeah. They work great in a dry, dry climate. Well, I was going to say, that's the arid place to do but it. But they got, that thing's got more, that, that's got more fingerprints on it. Than <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. It draws attention. It, it draws a lot of attention. So. Well, a lot of people don't know what it is. I mean, and I was, I thought I knew what it was, and then, of course, you confirmed it. But, yeah, yeah it, you yeah. don't see very many right. of those. Well, the Airstream, did you buy that purchase, I mean, purchase it separately? Yes. Okay. I got that a couple of years before the car. And I saw the invoice there. This bill of sale, sixty-five, went for thirty-three hundred. Is that correct? Right. That's okay. correct. Yeah. That would that would be a lot of money back then. Right. A lot. I mean, the airstreams are very yeah. expensive, but still. They used used to figure the airstreams. It was a little bit better than a median car mm -hmm. car value. Mm -hmm. All right. So we were talking about uh, the airstream. The airstream. Uh, let's see, I found that in the swap sheet. Okay. I, I lucked out. Stopped over to get a sub. Saw it in the swap sheet. Wow. Went right in. I saw it. Yeah. It's it's a it's a Bambi too. Yeah. And uh went right in, called the guy. Well, I still got it. I paid interest from a couple guys down south and uh I think I got something more than I thought it was, but I didn't pay much for it. And mm. I I said, "Could I meet you?" And I said, "No. I, it's it's all locked up and it's in my brother-in-law's place." Well, I could, could I look at it? Mm -hmm. Out on the outside. And you know, well, he's got the keys. Yeah, but I don't care. I care about the outside. That's right. So, so two o'clock, we shook hands, and I handed him cash. Wow, <laughs> I love. I've never seen a vintage one. I mean, the uh, folding two ply screen there, the double, like the split screen. I think the I think uh, one of the previous owners made that. Oh, okay, because that's a clever little yeah, yeah. attachment. Yeah, and that's got. I got. Those are the hubcaps off my 55. Okay. Yeah. Same bolt pattern. I use the spare Which is off, perfect. The, off the wagon to, if I need a spare for the for the trailer. That's same bolt, perfect. Same bolt pattern. Now you obviously spend <coughs> a handful of nights in this every year, right? Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Now do you have to pull, use the pull-out sofa as a bed, or how does that? Yeah, this pulls out. Okay. This pulls out, knocks down. This the the dinette will uh, will knock down as well. Very nice. It is so... And it's self-contained. Self Absolutely. That's just really nice. Now, this is... Has it been restored? Or is this original condition since 65? The, the lot of sanding and still needs more, really. Mm. A lot of sanding and polishing on the outside. Okay. The inside, put a piece of vinyl down. The okay. upholstery's original. Most of the interior's original. The cabinet wow. works original. Beautiful. Uh, I changed out the fridge. Found up some stainless okay. around yeah. that. So. Yeah. The wood was all shot and everything on that part. Beautiful. Well done. Was well, there anything else you'd like to tell us about the rig, just about the stories, or any great memories you've had? I just had a lot of fun with it. That's good. And yeah. you enjoy it, which I yeah, think is right. commendable. And I, and I drive it. It doesn't stick in a museum. You, yeah, you actually right. have and fun in it. Next week, I'm shooting to go to the Y-Block shootout, Cincinnati, Edgewater Drag Strip next that's week. Fantastic. So that's so I'm 
I'm gonna drag the car. <laughs> drag the tra- I'll drag Dragging the tra- of a different style. I'm gonna drag the tra- drag the trailer behind the car. And yeah. I'll stay in the car. And last year, after leaving the strip, I went to went to the Dayton Air Force Museum, uh, mm-hmm. Alleg- Allegheny Forest, uh, some of the oil museums on the mm-hmm. way back. So mm-hmm. I take, took my time going down. Took my time going back. Good I like to you. stop see stuff. You know, well, that's so. the, that's the whole point yeah. of this country. I mean, right. you right. can blow down the interstate, but you're gonna miss every other good sure. stuff in between. Sure. Right. Well, Dan, thank you so much for well, making the time. You're, you're welcome. All right. In fact, after talking with Dan, I am inspired someday maybe to have a, an Airstream of my own. It, such a really unique RV. You would get a Bambi 2? I mean, a Bambi <laughs> as two well? Also, 2? Bambi 2 2. Makes it Bambi Not four. a Bambi 2 2. You'd look silly in there. I would. Okay. All right. Moving along. <laughs> well. Let's talk to a new friend of Cars of Carlisle, and I have nothing but great things to say about Mustang Medic um, doing really good things out there. He has thousands of videos out on YouTube, very, very active in the way of uh, social media, and just a down-to-earth guy that makes friends instantly. I watched uh, how he interacted with folks at the... uh, at the fairgrounds this past weekend and and really cool guy he and i talked for quite some time and um he's the kind of person that you you want to affiliate with so if you have a chance check out mustang medic and if you're a mustang owner it's a must no pun intended let's jump to talk to my new friend william wheating hello cubers this is darren and i'm on my way out on gate three here last day it's sunday june 2nd the ford nationals is coming to a wrap and i Happened to stop at the Ford GT tent, talked to Lance Miller. He fired up uh, the 2010 car. And while we're standing here, it was up, awesome. It was. And, uh, <laughs> William Weedy. I, I had to say something. I, I didn't go ahead, to, jump no. in. Oh, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I, no. I, don't want to, I don't want to take over your podcast. No, but with me is, is William Weeding, and he was here at the point of the fire up, and he was just as giddy as I was. Yes, we were both like two little kids with our first wagon or something. Absolutely. Yeah, I, uh, we just met. And we both have a passion for cars. I tend to be a little bit more focused, and uh, I'm giving. I'm thank you for this opportunity. Um, Man, this sounds like an insult. Focused. <laughs> <laughs> and is that like a? Uh, no, 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 you're, Ford you're, focus? no. You're more well-rounded. Ah, okay. I'm more focused. <laughs> right. Not like a Ford Focus, please. <laughs> Maybe a Ford Focus with a 351 in it or something. Okay. Anyway, um, we digress. Yes. You guys are all like William Weeding, who the heck is that? Well, it's Mustang Medic. And if you are, I guess the demographic is uh, 15 to, I'd say 45, even though I'm 54. They consider me a 54 millennial because Mm -hmm. of how much I'm online. Probably you too. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mustang Medic, in short, to explain it, is right now 7,400 videos online. Um, it started in 2011. It's me. I like to consider myself one the Mustang Hunter, but I know there's a Mustang Hunter out there by that label. Um, but I'm more a kind of a giddy cheerleader for the Ford Mustang. I've always mm-hmm. I, the '65 Mustang Fastback. I think is so beyond its time because it's not dated. It's still not dated. No. You still look at that car 50 years the cool later. The factor is off the track. Yeah, there's a lot of 50s cars like Etzels and stuff. You look and go, oh, that was for the time. Mm-hmm. The Mustang was timeless. And I had two Mustangs when I started. I started in a carport. I, tur- I got kicked out of the out of the house uh, because I had too many Mustangs in the backyard around the swimming pool. And I got another place. I hopped to a 9,000 square foot shop. That, you know, well, I guess it kind of blew up uh, good and bad because mm-hmm. it grew really, really fast to 29 active projects in Cathedral wow. City. 
was forced to close it. Um, how should I say this politically? Uh, I was creating more work than could get out. Let's just say it that way. Yeah. So I closed it. I went three years dark, which I, you know, I guess I'll, I'll do a plug for Isolation Kills. I went through three years of depression, wanting to die, got out of it, um, and then uh, found my faith again, mm -hmm. grounded my faith, and grounded me, and I created a channel called Isolation Kills. If you've got friends that are depressed, feeling down, you, you, you're, you're focused on somebody you can't get out, get out of your head, I've created a lot of videos that will help you manage your thought process. Try them out, give it a look, or suggest it to a friend that's feeling down. But uh, Mustang Medic, the tagline is, yeah. the tagline of Mustang Medic is, saving the world one Mustang at a time. <laughs> da -da -da! So no drama included there. No, so obviously <laughs> it's a really giddy little show. I want to call it a little show. It's a giddy show on YouTube. Um, it's for me, it's, uh, there's a new, uh, movement happening, uh, Mustang Medic Ranch. Uh, if you go to mustangmedicranch.com, there's nothing there, but I own the domain. Mm -hmm. And there's, uh, it's going to be an opportunity in Nevada for people to come and work on Mustangs and uh, support their charities, uh, and it's forming. The right people are finding out mm -hmm. about it. It's getting very exciting. It was a very exciting show, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the show was, it was so cool. Always is. Yeah. It was new to me. I mean, this is the second Carlisle show for me. I'm, okay. I was, I'm always the West Coast guy. I used to think, okay, no, I'm not bagging on Fabulous Fords forever. It's a great show. I enjoyed it. A lot of people met Henry Ford III there. Everything is cool. But it's about, what, a fifth? Have you been to it? A I have not. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, about, it's, about a, it's a lot smaller than Carlisle. I saw more Mustangs. I didn't know what to do. I just... I talked to all Mustang people, and I couldn't do it. Right. I could not reach everybody. Right. A thousand business cards are gone. I'm barely awake standing here, and i got to drive two more hours. <laughs> now I'm going to tell you what I'm driving in. I'm in between Mustangs right now. But it's a fun show. Instagram, Mustang Medic. Facebook, Mustang Medic. Uh, YouTube, Mustang Medic. M-U-S-T-A-N-G-M-E-D-I-C. And uh, check it out. And uh, I'm gonna, uh, I'll quote somebody that you might know. What do you got to lose? Check me out. You don't have to follow me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm, walking the, I'm always walking the fine line on the interviews. I'm always walking right. the fine line. That's right. William, thank you so much, man. Thank you. It was great to have meet you. Have a safe trip home. And as we talked about at the top of the show, an enormous bit of gratitude to Lance. I had texted him uh, Sunday morning, and, and he met me over at the GT tent. And gave up a lot of his time, and as you said, Scott, so much enthusiasm. He has a lot of knowledge. He's he's done quite a bit of racing. He's actually been quite an accomplished racer of his own. Oh yeah. Um, he knows how to to handle race cars, and just to spend time, it was really appreciated. So, a big thank you to Carlisle Vance and especially to Lance Miller. Let's go to that interview now. This is, hey, Cubers, this is Darren. I'm here with Lance Miller, co-owner of Carlisle Vents, and actually owner of both Maytech uh, GT1s here. You nailed it. Well, actually, one's the GT1 car. The other one is a GT1, but it's a prototype. Okay. So right. the prototype obviously morphed into the true GT1 race car. You told me just a minute ago that, that was 09, this is 2010. Correct. Okay. Now tell me a little bit about the provenance. I mean, obviously this was more of a test bed, correct? I mean, the the 09 was a test bed car, but at the same time they realized as they tested it the faults of it and that mm -hmm. type of stuff, and then they figured it out for the 2010 to really go at Le Mans. Okay. So that was their vision. 
And I did some reading that Ford was very cooperative in the sense of wind tunnel testing and a lot of other things that gave them some chance to really slim it down, make it aerodynamic and, and as efficient as possible. That was a big part of it. In fact, when they took the 2009 out, they realized that they had way too much downforce, meaning that they don't have the top mm -hmm. speed, so cars would beat them at the top end, okay. but they'd kill them in the corners. So right, they right. needed a nice balance. Every race car does. So that's what you have here is the 2010 that's well balanced and uh, certainly handles well, mm -hmm. but it also goes very strongly. This was in Mon. Did it race anything else in the circuit? Yes. Both cars raced. 2009, they did the prototype GT1 series. Okay. So that was Blank Pot. And it, um, you know, it was just throughout the year. I believe it did five or six races. I'd have to look, but okay. regardless, all races throughout Europe. Okay. And then the number 60 car raced the 2010 2011 series. Uh, very notorious because it raced at Le Mans. It was leading much of the race, and then it got punted in the rear by an mm. LMP2 car. Okay. And uh, unfortunately, it took it out. But I happened to be there in 2010. Which I know, yeah, exactly. So that was a big deal for me. And uh, I was there mainly for Corvette, of all things, right, right. which is obviously a passion of mine. But at the same time, I'm not biased. And I absolutely, my jaw dropped, rather, when I, uh, I saw this car, and I, I knew I had to own it. Well, I know what uh, we've been friends for a while, and GT, Ford GT is the, the is your car. I mean, that's oh, if, you, if you had to pick one car as your favorite, that's always been well, pretty much it. Well, it stemmed from the GT40, GT40 yeah. yeah, without a doubt. Yeah. I love the story. I love everything mm -hmm. about it, the Americana. And just, getting Enzo's butt handed to him. And... Yeah, it's just phenomenal. I mean, truly, it's the <laughs> ultimate American story for cars. It right? was. It's sort of like the moon landing on the track, essentially. Without a doubt. Yeah. Now, this uh, did it have pretty much the same team through the 2010-2011 year that you have up on the on the driver door there? It did for the most part. Um, as you know, Groshan, he runs F1 now, so mm -hmm. it became uh, the person that owned the car previously to me had known all this, so he had the car restored to exactly as it raced at Le Mans. And uh, knew that this was essentially the money car, you know. And there was its sister car to it. It was the number 61 car. And my partner owns that car. And that was run by uh, actually different women. So it was okay. kind of neat. Different effort. And they were well known for that specifically, which was kind of neat. Did you buy both GT1s within the, about a year time frame or pretty close to each other? Uh, these two you're talking about? Yeah, no, we ended up buying, there were six GT1 cars that were truly produced and then mm -hmm. two prototypes. So this is one of the two prototypes. Okay. And then two were destroyed of the GT1 cars. And then we ended up buying the four remaining cars. Okay. So now I ended up selling two of the <laughs> Mark VDS. How confusing is this? <laughs> I need the flow chart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get and the driver's That's what I needed just to say it. <laughs> right. So uh, nevertheless, I ended Listeners up with hang in there. the like... car that I fell in love with at yeah. Le Mans. That was the car that I wanted. Yeah. And I can see why. And I know you were there that day uh, with the 60. Uh, to honor your father and fulfill his dream and yeah. what have you, but the fact that you got to see this one perform that day and now it's in your collection, that's a pretty remarkable it, story. It is. You know what's funny is you just said the 60, and that's obviously the 60 Corvette, you know? Mm -hmm. But ironically, I just number 60, and I never hit it until now. Pretty cool. That is cool. That is very, very cool. Things are meant to be. They always are, and they work out the way they should be. Now, anything else that you want to tell us about either, either vehicle, but particularly, I mean, the... the 10 car is, is pretty amazing, the 2010 car. Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I Have I you tracked this it. at all? I have. I had the opportunity to take it in Pahrump, and I also did it in northern France. When we purchased the cars originally, we purchased them from Mark van der Straten, which is Mark VDS. Mm -hmm. And uh, he had all four, like I said, and our plan was to, uh, 
you know, have the cars taken to a track, test them, make mm -hmm. sure everything's good. So I had the opportunity to go out that day and run each of the cars as well. How hair raising was it? Was it it's just awesome? <laughs> I mean, and then to have it in Pahrump was even cooler because we were there with a, a big group of GT enthusiasts, mm -hmm. shut down the track for us, and it was just a day of fun. And ultimately for, for me, I'm out in this thing. <laughs> And I'm, I don't care who you are, you look like a hero. I mean, it's well, just sure. a cool car. Absolutely. So it's, uh, and I was awesome. here all weekend, and I can't tell you how many generations of people I saw come into the tent. And they looked at all the, the Ford GT oh, yeah. Invitational display. Every car got its, its uh, due. And, in fact, we have some video for YouTube channel down on the autocross track. But this car in particular, because of, in the delivery... I think garnered the most respect and attention because uh, a lot of people every, are taking pictures. Yeah, every yeah. kid loves a race car, and I mean, everybody was just magnetized to this car. So it's, it is, it's fun, and I like to get kids into it because of the fact one, we need new fresh blood. You we know? do, and it's easy. It's a race car. I don't care. Ding it, smack yeah, well, it. Well, we have to foster the next generation. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Well, Lance, thank you so much for taking a few minutes and hey, telling us about these both I love beautiful this cars. Stuff. This is the. Uh, we're in that final stretch now. And with that, I want to give a little bit of a shout out to next week. Episode 58 is going to be focused on Tony and Trarian. Scott, you got to hang out with Tony in the in the Boss 302 tent. Oh, he was great. He was great. We and got already starting to, uh, well, not starting to. He's amazingly raising a good bit of money for the for the new event that we're Camp Sunshine. Part of. Yes. Yep. And that's part of what uh, Rally North America that Scott and I will be um, competing in this automotive scavenger hunt driving from Erie, Pennsylvania, up to Orchard Beach, Maine. Um, we're really looking forward to that and getting to go to Camp Sunshine and meeting the, the campers and the families and the, and the children that are fighting some serious illnesses, and, and we are trying to raise money to, to help that. So And the people behind Camp Sunshine and how it came to be. Oh, and that Tony yes. probably will share some about, but what mm -hmm. he doesn't, we can fill in the, the blanks with what he was sharing with us. It was great. Yeah, last Saturday when he talked to us at the Fort Nationals. Um, but look for uh, more information on Camp Sunshine. Listen in next week, episode 58, for Tony's interview. Really amazing guy, co-founder of Rally North America. And in the meantime, if you care to help us with the cause with our event, go to carsofcarlisle.com. Mm -hmm. And right on the main page, just uh, click on to donate and uh, to help the cause with the Camp Sunshine. And all the funds go in direct support of uh, these kids. So let me uh, also, before we, we put it in park, I need to tell you the answer to the trivia question that was uh, giving Scott some headaches. But, <laughs> gee whiz. That former exactly. Uh huh. Okay. Thank you for that pun. <laughs> the former chicken farmer that uh, then became uh, a short stint as a race car driver, won Le Mans as the second American driver, is none other than, any guesses, Scott? I would have no idea. None? But I, I don't. Would there be a way that I would know? Just... It's actually Carol Shelby. I had no idea. Yeah, and as you know, of course, Carol Shelby is so instrumental in uh, the Ford Performance Arena. He is synonymous with Ford Performance. So that's your answer this week. So, for now, I will say, drive well, be well, take, take care. care.